Judges chapter 4. The Israelites did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud had died. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them to King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Herosheth of the nations. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord because Jabin had 900 iron chariots and he harshly oppressed them 20 years. Deborah, a prophetess and the wife of Lippideth, was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to settle disputes. She summoned Barak, some of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go. Deploy the troops on Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 men from the Naphtalites and Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, his chariots and his infantry at the Wadi Kishon to fight against you. And I will hand him over to you. Barak said to her, if you will go with me, I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I will gladly go with you, she said. But you will receive no honor on the road you are about to take. Because the Lord will sell Sisera to a woman. So Deborah got up and went with Barak to Kadesh. Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. Ten thousand men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. Now Heber, the Kenite, had moved away from the Kenites, the sons of Hobab, Moses' father-in-law, and pitched his tent beside the oak tree of Zananim, which was near Kadesh. It was reported to Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up Mount Tabor. Sisera summoned all his 900 iron chariots and all the troops who were with him from Herosheth of the nations to the Wadi Kishon. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go! This is the day the Lord has handed Sisera over to you. Hasn't the Lord gone before you? So Barak came down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. The Lord threw Sisera, all his charioteers, and all his army into a panic before 
Barak's assault. Sisera left his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harosheth of the nations. And the whole army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a single man was left. Meanwhile, Sisera had fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, because there is peace between King Jabin of Hazor and the family of Heber, the Kenite. Jael went out to greet Sisera and said to him, Come in, my lord, come in with me. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent, and she covered him with a blanket. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a container of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him again. Then he said to her, Stand at the entrance to the tent. If a man comes and asks you, Is there a man here? Say, No. While he was sleeping from exhaustion, Heber's wife, Jael, took a tent peg, grabbed a hammer, and went silently to Sisera. She hammered the peg into the temple and drove it into the ground. She hammered the peg into his temple and drove it into the ground, and he died. When Barak arrived in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to greet him and said to him, Come, and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he went in with her, and there was Sisera lying dead with the tent peg through his temple that day. God subdued King Jabin of Canaan before the Israelites. The power of the Israelites continued to increase against King Jabin of Canaan until they destroyed him. Acts chapter 8 Saul agreed with putting him to death on that day. A severe persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all Judea. On that day, a severe persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout the land of Judea and Samaria. Devout men buried Stephen and mourned deeply over him. Saul, however, was ravaging the church. He would enter house after house, drag off men and women, and put them in prison. So those who were scattered went on their way preaching the message of good news. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah to them. The crowds paid attention with one mind to what Philip said. As they heard and saw the signs he was performing for unclean spirits, 
crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed, and lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. A man named Simon had previously practiced sorcery in that city and astounded the Samaritan people while claiming to be somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least of them to the greatest. And they said, this man is called the great power of God. They were attentive to him because he had astounded them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized, and even Simon himself believed. And after he was baptized, he went around constantly with Philip and was astounded as he observed the signs and great miracles that were being performed. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message, they sent Peter and John to them. After they went down there, they prayed for them so the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power too, so that anyone I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter told him, May your silver be destroyed with you, because you thought the gift of God could be obtained with money. You have no part or share in this matter, because your heart is not right before God. Therefore, repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. Please pray to the Lord for me, Simon replied, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Then after they had testified and spoken the message of the Lord, they traveled back to Jerusalem, evangelizing many villages of the Samaritans. The angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, Get up and go south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. That is the desert road. So he got up and went. There is an Ethiopian man, a eunuch and high official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to worship in Jerusalem and was sitting in his chariot on his way home reading the prophet Isaiah aloud. The spirit told Philip, go and join that chariot. When Philip ran to it, he heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? 
How can I? He said, unless someone's guide, how can I unless someone guides me? How can I understand what I'm reading unless someone guides me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the scripture passage he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. The eunuch replied to Philip, I ask you, who is the prophet saying this about himself? or another person. So Philip proceeded to tell him the good news about Jesus, beginning from that scripture. As they were traveling down the road, they came to some water. The eunuch said, look, there's water. What would keep me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Then he ordered the chariot to stop, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him any longer, but he went on his way rejoicing. Philip appeared in Azotus, and he was traveling and evangelizing all the towns until he came to Caesarea, Jeremiah chapter 17. The sin of Judah is written with an iron stylus, with a diamond point. It is engraved on the tablet of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and the Asherah poles by the green trees on the high hills, my mountains in the countryside. I will give up your wealth and all your treasures is plunder because of the sin of your high places in all your borders. You will, on your own, relinquish your inheritance that I gave you. I will make you serve your enemies in a land you do not know. For you have set my anger on fire It will burn forever. This is what the Lord says. The man who trusts in mankind, who makes human flesh his strength and turns his heart from the Lord is cursed. He will be like a juniper in the Arabah. He cannot see when good comes, but dwells in the parched places in the wilderness 
in a salt land where no one lives. The man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence indeed is the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes, and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. The heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? I, Yahweh, examine the mind. I test the heart to give each according to his way according to what his actions deserve. He who makes a fortune unjustly is like a partridge that hatches eggs it didn't lay. In the middle of his days, his riches will abandon him, so in the end he will be a fool, a throne of glory on high from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Lord, the hope of Israel, all who abandon you will be put to shame. All who turn away from me will be written in the dirt, for they have abandoned the Lord, the fountain of living water. Heal me, Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved, for you are my praise. Hear how they keep challenging me. Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come, but I have not run away from being your shepherd, and I have not longed for the fatal day. You know my words were spoken in your presence. Don't become a terror to me. You are my refuge in the day of disaster. Let my, let my, let my, let my persecutors be put to shame. But don't let me be put to shame. Let them be terrified. But don't let me be terrified. Bring on them the day of disaster. Shatter them with total destruction. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and stand at the people's gate, through which the kings of Judah enter and leave, as well as at the gates of Jerusalem. Announce to them, Hear the word of the Lord, kings of Judah, all Judah, and all the residents of Jerusalem who enter through these gates. This is what the Lord says. Watch, watch, watch yourselves. Do not pick up a load and bring it in through the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. You must not carry a load out of your houses on the Sabbath day or do any work. But you must consecrate the Sabbath day just as I commanded your ancestors. They wouldn't listen or pay attention, but became obstinate, not listening or accepting discipline. However, 
if you listen to me, says the Lord, and do not bring loads through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, and consecrate the Sabbath day and do no work on it. Kings and princes will enter through the gates of this city. They will sit on the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses with their officials, the men of Judah and the residents of Jerusalem. This city will be inhabited forever. Then people will come from the cities of Judah and from the area around Jerusalem and from the land of Benjamin and from the Judean foothills and from the country and from the Negev, bringing burnt offerings and sacrifice, grain offerings and frankincense and thank offerings to the house of the Lord. If you do not listen to me to consecrate the Sabbath day by not carrying a load while entering the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, I will set fire to its gates and it will not consume the citadels of Jerusalem and not be extinguished. Mark chapter 3. Now he, now he entered, now he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a paralyzed hand. In order to accuse him, they were watching him closely to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. He told the man with the paralyzed hand, stand before us. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do what is good or to do what is evil, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. After looking around at them with anger and sorrow at the hardness of their hearts, he told the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and his hand was restored immediately. The Pharisees went out and started plotting with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a large crowd followed from Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem, Idumea, beyond the Jordan, and around Tyre and Sidon. The large crowd came to him because they had heard about everything he was doing. Then he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him so the crowd would not crush him. Since he had healed many, all who had diseases were pressing toward him to touch him. Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, those possessed fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. And he strongly, and he would strongly warn them not to make him known. Then he went up the mountain and summoned those he wanted, and they came to him. He also appointed twelve. 
He also named them apostles to be with him, to send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve to Simon. He gave the name Peter and to James, the son of Zebedee, and to his brother John. He gave the name Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again, so that they were not even able to eat. When his family heard this, they set out to restrain him because they said, he's out of his mind. The scribes who had come down from Jerusalem said, he, he has Beelzebul in him and drives out demons by the ruler of the demons. So he summoned them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rebels against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is finished. On the other hand, no one can enter a strong man's house and rob his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he will rob his house. I assure you, people will be forgiven for all sins and whatever blasphemies they may blaspheme, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother, his brothers, then his mother and his brothers came, then his mother and his brothers came and standing outside. They sent word to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him and told him, Look, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside asking for you. He replied to them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who were sitting in the circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother